All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the return of Sticks and Kicks. Man, we haven't done this shit in a while. Uh, I know we definitely, like, with coronavirus just killing our season, ending uh, our great run at the Cup in in a manner that could be pretty much described as the season finale of a Netflix special. I uh, could not have been more disappointed. And, yes, the show did fall off for a few weeks. But you know what? We are returning now. Might as well just call this a season premiere right here. This is a season premiere of Sticks and Kicks. Brand brand new stuff coming at you. We're going to talk about, as always, the Phoenix Rising. As always, the Arizona Coyotes. But now we're definitely going to dive into all Arizona sports. We're going to give the uh, Cardinals some love. We got the Mercury Phoenix Suns coming back. And, of course, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, might even throw in some Rattlers in there. We're just going to try to find a way to get inside. We already, we already infiltrated several buildings around here in Arizona. Like, no one suspects that we're complete frauds. We're going to try to get in with the Rattlers as well, because like, that's exactly what we do. One of the also big surprises that we have here is that we have brand new co-hosts as well. Please welcome Jeremy Griffin. Jeremy, welcome to the show. I know you've been on an episode or two in the past and now coming on full-time as a host. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, man, I'm doing great, man. Thank you guys for having me. I just, uh, the last two hosts, man, they were really good, and I'm just looking forward to, uh, man, trying to live up to the hype, trying to live up to the potential of what they put out there, man. Exactly. I could not put that better myself. It's like someone wrote that for you. <laughs> I mean, it's sitting right there on All the right. board. All right. <laughs> and uh, okay, we'll give a shout out to Lucio listening out there. Pick up your damn phone. Get up, <laughs> get up on these calls. That was exactly what we need. Uh, we're going to have a special uh, later on this week, hopefully, uh, talk about the Phoenix Rising returning players, everything that's going on with that. I know we're super late to the party, but you know what? We'll get there when we get there. We got all we got all winter to do this, and uh, of course, uh, gearing up for the uh, the new season coming up. Uh, already taking the first steps, necessary steps, some unfortunate steps, but hopefully we're going to be on the right track and getting Phoenix Rising back on its winning ways. But today we're talking about more the NBA. The Suns made huge splash this week. Probably the most talked about story leading up to the official opening of uh, where they're allowed to trade uh, and and get things ready for the draft. Which is actually tonight. We're recording this Wednesday. So tonight is the draft. Tonight is the big night. And a lot of people talking about one of the biggest wins for the Phoenix Suns is to be able to hold off, hold on to that number 10 pick. Now, Jeremy, why don't you describe with for us the, the actual trade that went down and your first thoughts on it? Oh, man, what a crazy. First of all, this was wild, you know, and uh, I would love to point out that I spoke about doing this last year you when did? Chris Paul was younger. He was still expensive, but he was a year younger. And now everybody wants to do it this year, which he's still expensive, but he's older. But he looked very good, and I understand, I guess, everybody wanted to see him without a superstar, see a type of prove it years, but whatever. Big move. They went ahead and got Chris Paul and a young man by the name. Uh, what was young man? Do you remember the young man? I forget that. I forget young man's name. I'm about to call you. You said you got this down. I bad. did. I did. Well, said, I know who we traded. <laughs> I can tell you who exactly we traded for. I, uh, I don't want to say his name. Abdel Nabar. Yeah, let me get let me pull this up right quick. We'll go ahead and because, pull that up. But, you that, look, but that is a, a huge thing that people just overlook. They just because cons- the main piece is of course Chris Paul. Yeah, that Chris was Paul. the main. That was the main thing. But like he's not the only thing coming yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Somebody else came with that. But like I did say, and I do, I know exactly what we traded for. Went ahead and got rid of Jalen LeCue, which I kind of liked myself. But he, I mean, he didn't really get no time to see what he was gonna do. He came out the G League. Everybody had a lot of high hopes for him. He was a big prospect. And nothing really came about about it. 
Uh, went ahead and got rid of Ty Jerome. He was okay. He was okay, but, you know, he had to go. Ricky Rubio, which was good, but Chris Paul is better. And Kelly Oubre. Now, I know a lot of people liked Kelly Oubre. A lot of people in the Valley wanted to keep Kelly Oubre. Me, personally, I wanted to see Kelly Oubre perform. But, I mean, after last year, when he, I mean, he barely even touched the floor. And then when he was 100% healthy in the bubble and didn't even touch the floor, I knew it was time that he was going to go. So, yeah, those were the guys we got rid of. That's Oh, and what was it? The uh, the top five protected first-round pick of 2022. Yes. So, so huge, huge price tag on that. And the other guy was uh, Abdel Nader or Nader. What would I say? I think those were the words I said. I wasn't sure, but I think I said Abdel Nabar. I was close. So, is it Nadar or is it Nader? I, I don't know. Can I get some points for effort? What? I'll just take some points for effort. No. Oh. This play, we don't give participation trophies here. Like, I got to earn your way. I totally misread the show. <laughs> All right. So, your, your, so your first thoughts on it. Like, that was the actual trade that went Like, when it finally went down, made it, made it official. Well, I mean, all right, let me tell you why I like this first, first and foremost. Um, I've been telling you for a long time that I'm not a huge believer in building off of something that happened last year. Huge believer of like, oh, yeah, we'll take this 8-0 bubble and we'll just go. I don't like that crap. I really don't. But to think about how far away it was, it wasn't really that long ago. Yeah. It was only like, what, two months ago, right? About yep. two months ago. It was only about two months ago, and we're going to start the season in another month. I mean, I honestly like the time window. I love that. I feel like we're still fresh. I feel like that high of that 8-0 being there was is still in Arizona. I feel like it's still relevant, and we're making that push because we all know Devin Booker is tired of losing. Oh, Devin yeah. Booker's been here since he was 18. He's 24 now. Still hasn't made the playoffs. Barely made one NBA All-Star appearance. I mean... At what point, at what point do you, uh, you know, you stop the rebuild and, and you go for it all? And I think Chris Paul is that guy. Not only is he he's a future Hall of Famer, in my personal opinion, um, very Nash-esque. Very Nash-esque. Now, that's the point if for me that started, like, kind of turning into, like, all right, let's just think the positive things about it. Because I, I was mad when I, when I saw that it finally happened. I was like, this is just way too much. This is years of, albeit mediocre, rebuild. But we were still rebuilding, and it's like, if you were to ask me six years ago, would you rather go all in for a start now or do a rebuild? Like, no, I want to do everything right now. But it's like, for the past six years, we've been doing all the stuff that we wanted to avoid, getting to a point where this young core is going to be something, and to tear it down apart, to do something we could have done six years ago and just went all in for some superstar. And that that's just like, you took the negative from both sides of it. And now to 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 try to rebuild with this very aging, uh, uh, very well, yeah, aging player. Yeah, he's thirty five now. You know, he's going to be thirty six, I think, during the season. But then that's when I started thinking about when when uh, Nash led the team to the the playoffs. I, I believe that year uh, went all the way to the to the Western Conference Finals. He was thirty six, right? Uh, I I'm not I, I, th- I think I, he was thirty six years old when that happened. That year that it happens, I'm like, all right. So if we still got the 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 main the core that we had, we lost a lot of prospects, we lost a lot of the bench players. 
But we went all in for this with this point guard who knows how to win. That's the most important thing. He's always been a winner. He knows how to win. So, like, all right, you know what? I'm going to start looking at this through a positive thing. This could be another Nash-like playoff run. And, yeah, and at what point do you stop going to the draft? At what point do you stop, oh, I'm going to uh, develop these young guys and we're going to keep working at that? At some point, you just – I mean, if it's just not going to work. You can't just keep losing because the guys who you're developing – they don't see an end. Well, at some point, you just got to learn how to draft, period. Like, the Suns, look look at their draft history. Like one, I mean, one thing that no one talks about, and it's, it's, I mean, to me personally, I believe it's an elephant in the room, is the fact that DeAndre Aiden missed 25 games last year with the suspension because we were one game short of yeah. being in that playoff bubble. And for DeAndre Aiden to miss those 25 games after we started the season very well, I might add. I believe we beat uh, the undefeated Clippers, which we beat them in the bubble again. You know, we beat it, we beat the Mavericks. I mean, we were looking good. We were looking like a solid team. And then he went ahead and lost 25 games. And, I mean, he's he, he's the draft. He's the number one guy. Yeah. He's the number one guy. You and see that, that tattoo that he unveiled on, on Instagram? I have not yet. The, like, it's like on his back, just these, like, weird, uh, like, almost gothic letters. He's got really big things. Domination. Oh, really? Do- no, dominating. I'm sorry, dominating. Oh, okay. That that's what he's got tattooed. He's like, all right, all right. Uh, now show it. I mean, like show it on the court. Don't just don't let people know with what they're reading on your back. Show them on the court. If he keeps playing the way he plays, to me personally, he should change that tattoo to good enough. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest about it, man. He is expected to do so much more, and I know he can do so much more. But I just. You watch him play; it just really doesn't look like he's trying. I I, I just honestly think he he's okay with with just with just doing the 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 bare minimum, and I mean that's not really a superstar. So I I, I it's not that I I'm an anti DeAndre Aiden. I just I third year coming in, I expect a lot more. Well, yeah, a lot more. A lot I want to see a lot more. I'm more, I, I have way more maturity. Yeah, because I mean, well, then again, like you're asking this, uh, uh, like when he came in, he was a kid. Yeah, he still is a but kid. But it's, like, what, it's not about that anymore. Now you got Chris Paul, right? Yeah. That, that's what. That's remember. This is all circle back. We all circle back yeah. to Chris Paul. That's what this trade is about. Not only are we bringing a veteran who obviously can put up 20 and 10, 20 points per game, 10 assists a game, you know, in in any given day, but he's going to lead this team. Yeah, he, he's gonna be the real leader. We have we finally have a real captain, somebody who not only is is a baller on the court, but mentally he he understand. I mean, he, clock management, plays, situational basketball. You get everything with Chris Paul. Yeah, I I completely agree. And um, one of the things that you you and I were talking yesterday, and you had mentioned. Because uh, I had asked you, is this still Devin's team? Is still Devin Booker's team? Like without a doubt, and I like what you said. How people are going to st- continue listening to DeAndre uh, to DeAndre, to uh, Devin Booker? He hasn't got there yet. And uh, and Devin Booker, if he's smart, should take the lead of Chris Paul. That's just how I personally feel. I feel like as a leader, you look at your team and you see everybody's strengths. And if you, I mean, he's an aging vet. He's who's a future Hall of Famer. You know, and he will lead you to the promised land. Now, one thing that has been said about Chris Paul is uh, he's very demanding. 
they, that was one of the main reasons that I, from what I heard, is that him and James Harden didn't get along in Houston. That's why he was shipped off to, to Oklahoma. And I personally thought then and there he should have came to Phoenix. I think we could have got him on a very low price tag. Uh, maybe, you know, this 10th this pick. That yeah. wouldn't be a 10th pick. It would have been something else because we would have Chris Paul, you know. So, yeah, I, I honestly think it could have been something different. But, no, I, I really feel that Devin Booker, as the leader of this team at the moment, would be smart to look his eyes towards – towards Chris Paul. And I feel like if, you know, everybody follows everybody follows Devin and they see Devin following Chris, everybody's going to follow Chris. And Chris knows how to win. And the one thing I love that what you said yesterday is uh, sneaking into the A seed, not good That's enough. That's not good enough. Nope. Not good enough. Not not sneaking in. I want to go seven. If we if we get into the A seed, I want to play. I, I, I want a seven-game series. I want to say I don't. I don't want. I don't want no no slacking. Yep. For the Phoenix Suns, that's been the target for the past few years, and I've always hated it. Like, hopefully, get to the eighth. Hopefully, get. Hopefully, be in the hunt for the eighth seed. Yeah. That's it. When other teams are like, do I want like? They're already planning to be number one seed in the conference. You know, they're go- going through and seeing who they're going to play second, third round. You know, they're not even worried about that first round. And what a luxury to be able to do that to not to not worry if you're going to make the play. I know we're making the play. It just depends where. Yeah, and I've always I I was actually one of the guys on the other uh, side of the spectrum. Knowing how tough the East is, I've always felt the bro. Let's just get in. If if we can just get in, man, I'm telling you, it it'd be fantastic. But you always got to remember. I mean, when you get in, you got to play that first team. Whether it's I mean, it's going to be L.A. It's going to be L.A. regardless, but. With Golden State coming back, you know they're they're, I mean, they're always going to be tough. But yeah, I was always okay with hey, let's just sneak in. But I mean, mind you, a lot of people are just betting on Chris Paul because of his season last year. Yeah, that's all it was. That I mean, everybody's coming off that that Chris Paul high of like, bro, I can't believe what he did with these guys, you know. And I honestly. Now, now that you know we talk about it, I honestly consider myself. I mean, we can be better than 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 Utah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Utah. I mean, they have their basis of of uh, you know uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and uh... who? No, that's Denver. Denver. I'm talking, I'm talking about uh, Utah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no. Utah. They have Rudy Gobert and they got Donovan Mitchell. And I mean, Booker is a thousand times better than Mitchell, but Gobert though he has. You know, defense player of the year under him. You know, he's way better than DeAndre. Took down the and that's entire what, NBA last year. That's single-handedly. <laughs> no, use both hands. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you clean this? No, just <laughs> so yeah, no. I mean, he he's he's shown. We've shown flashes. We've shown. I mean, eight and zero in a bubble. That that that's no silly feat. Everybody everybody knew what they were fighting for. Yeah. I mean, we beat we beat everybody. You name them, we put them in front of us, and we beat them. People are going to talk about that game against uh, the Clippers, that last second shot, that that buzzer beater right it was there. A bad shot. Talk about that for generations. Bad shot. <laughs> One of the baddest, greatest shots of my life. It was amazing. I, I love that. That's what. Uh, that's what. Uh, if, if a lot of people don't know where I'm coming from, uh, I think it was Paul George who had said that during a post game or during a tweet, and he was like, "It was a bad shot." It was like. It was the only shot. That's what I, you know, that was my, that was my response. It was like, it was the only that, shot. That's all, was, that's all, yeah. It was like two seconds. What do you want him to do? Not take a shot? No, no that was, yeah. no, it was a bad shot. It was the winning shot. 
Hey, he could have done like uh, J.R. Smith and passed it. <laughs> I didn't know it was the score. I thought we were good. <laughs> so, no, nah, man. I mean, I honestly, overall, with the move, I think getting getting crisp, we didn't really give up. Not because the guys that balled out were uh, Cam Johnson, and then I think his name was Ty. Was Ty Johnson? Tyler Johnson? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, no, not Ro- Tyler Johnson. Not, not the word. There was the there was the other one because uh, it was Mikel Bridges. Guard. Oh yeah, Mikel Bridges stepped up too, yeah. and that's why we. I, I I really believe with his growth in the bubble, not only during the bubble but during the season where he was a lockdown defender and his uh, jump shots started to get a lot better. His three point, I believe, that's why we were comfortable with letting letting go uh, Kelly Oubre. Yeah, because it was always going into the bubble. It was like there was talks about we're gonna keep one. Yeah, they, they, it was it was around there. Like Kelly Oubre, he was obviously a fan favorite because he was large in life personality. So it draws you to it. it, it he, a lot of people talk about how he changed the locker room, how he changed the the. There was a lot of toxicity. That's what I would read a lot. That word. He was a very toxic locker room until he came along and kind of made a team. I mean, that's why we're the Valley Boys. And so, I mean. The, the impact that he had on the team is very noticeable. We had him for one more. A lot of people said it was impossible to keep him after that anyway, that we were ne- never going to be able to pay him. I, I just don't understand why. I mean, I, I don't see the problem with keeping him. I feel like Ricky Rube. I feel like everything we gave up was good enough. I don't feel like we had to give him up. But, I mean, I guess they wanted – I mean, they wanted to offload that contract. Uh, that, that's the only – that's the only guess I can think of is they wanted to offload that contract. Because I can honestly believe uh, tonight, the draft, uh, we might go small forward. Well, we'll see what's there. We'll see what the top guys leave around because a lot of talk that this is not a very deep draft. Like My the, personal opinion, this draft is, is lame. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have your top three. Those are the ones that are going to make headlines. Then after us, like, it's just a huge jumble. Like. A lot of teams don't know. There, there's no clear, you know, three, four, five, and six. I mean, it could go anywhere. And then a lot, a lot of players that opted out after the stay another year in cards like this, that that uh, ASU guard that, that was originally entered the, the draft, he just pulled out last oh, minute. Oh, yeah, and then he redacted. Because yeah. uh, he's all, yeah, he knew what was not a, it's not a very good draft. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, Remy. Remy Martin, yes. Remy. He's, he's got his like sponsorship written all over <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Remy. Uh, that was smart, though. I mean, I think I believe this is his fourth year going back to ASU, and uh, he's he's a baller, man. He's a he's a baller. But yeah. another year is going to help him. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. If it doesn't get canceled, it's, I mean, <laughs> at this point, I mean, it's all up. I mean, we don't know. Last yeah. question I want to ask you about this draft, Jeremy, is um, the the biggest talk was that we were able to keep that number ten pick. I asked you this question the other day off air, but with that number with that number ten pick, if Kelly Uber Jr. knowing exactly what kind of player he is, what his history is, if he was available in this draft, is he worth that number ten pick? That's what annoyed me because I totally slipped my mind. I w- I was trying to get there. I totally forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, no, he is not. The number the number tenth pick is not going to be better than Kelly Ubre. I personally. In my humble opinion, it's not very humble. I think we should have kept Kelly Oubre. I honestly feel like Mikel Bridges and Kelly Oubre as a number one and number two because I, I, as I was looking at the lineup, it looks like we're gonna do Kelly Oubre and uh, uh, not Kelly Oubre. I apologize. Uh, Mikel Bridges and I think it was Cam yeah. Johnson. We'll do four, three, and four. Yeah. I mean, I think they're both small forwards. 
Yeah, like I, when I saw Mikkel Bridges as a power forward, like he, he that's my point. He he's, he's not a forward. That's terrible. Yeah. So I would have loved to seen Kelly Oubre and Mikkel Bridges, you know, uh, first and second string fight for that yeah. first and second string there you spot. Go. So no, I honestly don't. I don't think that the ten. And then let's be honest about it. The Suns' drafting history is so phenomenal, right? <laughs> Top four, uh, Dragon Bender. Top four was the other uh, Josh Jackson. Josh, Josh Jackson, <laughs> Dragon Bender. I mean, we just really don't. We don't really draft well. You know, Mikael Bridges is is a uh, is a um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, exclusion. The exception and, to the rule. Yeah, the exception, and personally, uh. I thought, shit, I, I'll go ahead and say it right now. I think we dropped the ball without with, with, without Luca Vandell. I, I, look, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a yeah. fan, so I'm not a scouter. <laughs> but, look, I wanted Aiden from the get-go. Yeah, I did, I did too. So and that's why I, did, I did my homework on Luca. This kid was playing with grown men. Yeah. He was playing grown man basketball when he was 15 years old. Yeah. He got drafted when he was 18, I believe. He was up in uh, Real Madrid over there. He was playing adult basketball for three years already. I yep. mean, this kid, I don't know, man. I Like, I know Aiden was the pick because he's so tall, and we saw what he can do at U of A, but it's not looking good for, you know, it's not looking good for the Suns. We might well, have lost. When, when, we, when we got him, you and I talked about that year when we got him. He just needs to get bigger. It needs to get bigger because he's tall, but he's very lanky. He looks like he could get pushed around. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, if he, he just needs to, you know, strengthen up a bit and then just mature as a player. Like, there's been a little bit, like, from year one, year two, and, like, I'm, I'm not saying he's a, he was a complete change rate, but it was trending. It might not have been at a fast rate, but he was trending it upwards. Was, it was, he was trending upwards. And, no, I understand. I understand. But, um, but I agree with you. Not at the level we thought we were going to get. And, I mean – that's 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 one thing where we go back to full circle. That's why I think you know maybe keeping Kelly Oubre would have been good because it's not it's not necessarily proven that Aiden is is a reliable third option. Well, I mean, a lot of people talk about with Chris Paul coming in how this has the potential to be the second lob nation. You know, we just toss it up to DeAndre. But hey, lob how, nation was one of the greatest things. How ever uh, how high does Kelly Oubre jump? You that's, know, he's so and if, he's if he, and he's an attack the basket kind of guy. He would have ate if you would have had both of them. Like that would have been oh, a nightmare man, for the defenses. Just remember, man, we're gonna need a lot of spot up shooters. Lob, so he was Lob City. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of spot up shooters this season. So a lot of spot up shooters this season. And we all know if you if you live and live and die by your shot, I mean, you're well, the gonna thing have about, some bad nights out there. The thing about Lob City, what kills me is, um, I personally love that was like one of my favorite times of basketball watching Blake Griffin, DeAndre. Just oh man, they were all just they were having fun. Uh, Chris Paul personally went on interview and he said, "I hate Lob City. I want to get away from Lob City." Uh, and I never understood why because it was unstoppable, it was effective, and it put points on the board. So why go? Why stop something that like what did it stop? From you guys doing Lob City all the time, but yeah, no, that was one of the that was the season where it kind of all went downhill, and then at the end of that season, they were just they all parted. Yeah, but it was weird that when he said that, he was just like, "Yeah, no, I'm trying to get away from Lob City." And I was like, "Why would you want to do that?" Well, I mean, as a point guard, you want to create plays like you, that. That's your best. That's thing. what I'm saying. Like that's and that's so- all you do is create plays, and then 
while but, you're but getting that's a, but, but, but think about it. That that might be looked as an easy cop out for a point guard. But like, no, but that's who, what I was gonna say. While you're creating plays, people start guarding the passing lanes, leaves you open for the wide open jumper. And Chris Paul's jumper is smooth, man. Yep. He has a smooth two point jumper. Uh, yeah, I can't honestly. Uh, if we get anything. Anything like we got of uh, last season, Chris Paul, man, look out. And Chris Paul didn't have Booker. He did not have Booker. The only thing that I'll say about that is that that, that bubble Chris Paul that just came out and, and made those huge plays, you know, took the – who they take to the limit? The, uh, the Rockets. They took the Rockets. There you go. They took the Rockets to the limit, you know, gave, giving it hard. That came after a break after the regular season. You're not going to get that every year. So – you're not going to get that you playoff CP3 because he, he's not going to have the time to rest. Well, you just told me. We, we talked about this the other day, about time to rest. And you said, what, what you, all, you need, all you need is a couple. I mean, if it's no injuries, all you just need is a little no, time No, but I'm rest, saying right? that he's coming in after a full season and then right into the playoffs where this past year he went through the, the whole season, had a huge break, and then came in. So that's a came in at super 100%. You're not might not be at 100% at the end of a regular season. We're just trying to make past the regular season, bro. You already <laughs> you already talking about in the playoffs. We haven't even made it past the first game of this season. We have to make it in the playoffs first. And then we'll see about playoff CP3, but I mean, let's hope that we get what we saw in the bubble in the regular season. All right. That's what we want to see, Okay, right? you know, I'll agree with you there. Yeah. If we get that, then that's what good. we want to see right now. And then, I, I mean, if this uh, Nader guy does anything, that's just I, on, I, yeah, I, As much as I love the Suns, I've been paying attention to this. I have not once thought about that dude. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what he does. I don't even Is he an equipment manager? Is he an actual player? <laughs> like, what position does he play, and who is he? Abdon Nader, like, right here. I know nothing about this man. 27 years old, 6'5", 225, from Iowa State. We're going to cut him. <laughs> He's 27 years old. Who is he, small forward? He is a forward. Figures. <laughs> give him a chance. Let's go. Give the guy a chance. I, hey, I don't run the team. <laughs> they got to give him a chance. He got to step on the floor. All right. And then that was pretty much the main thing off this apparently – the word is that the Suns aren't done. That they're gonna right. that they're gonna want to continue to make moves, at least add one more name, and the same as every year, the name Gallinari is always around there. Who's your sources? <laughs> you know I can't name my sources. Ah, <laughs> here they're, we they're, go. They're up there. They're up there. So I here can't tell you. Here we go. <laughs> really? You know what is funny that we was talking about that because uh, you keep talking about uh, what is it Gallinari, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I Gordon. Well, no, we talk about him every year. Right, as well. That's what I'm saying. That's, but no, no, as of I right want now, Gordon. <laughs> I like if we're gonna talk about somebody, we're gonna talk about all the year. Then let's talk about the guy who we really want. Gordon is only I think 24 years old, 25 years old, young kid. I mean, it, he can be offloaded. I really feel like Orlando has Vujacic and they have Fournier, and they don't. You know, they. I I don't think they'll mind giving away him, if barring injury, because the dude is kind of injured a couple times. Dude, I wouldn't mind. Take the chance. He's a great four. Imagine Aiden and then Gordon, and then you can put Bridges at the forward. You can put Bridges at small. You can put him at the three. You got Booker at two and Chris Paul at one. Come on, man. That's an outstanding lineup. He's uh, 
just thinking about the uh, Mikel thing. Even though you you don't want to have him as a forward. No, no, no. I don't want him as a four. I want him as a three. I want him as no, a no, small, no. not a power. All right, well, like, even if you don't want him there as an offense, he can guard the four, though. So that's probably the he main reason. It, but that doesn't that's matter, though. You can, just, be you can make that switch uh, on, you know, during defense. But, like, that's the way he's going to eat. How do I explain this? With the lineup that they had set. Yeah. That's all you yeah. can do. Like, yeah. Well, my, you, know, you know, nowadays it's like, it's kind of like positionless basketball. A little bit. You know, like, you know, you saw LeBron playing the one. You got Davis playing the four. When, you know, it, well, which is which is Davis' normal position, but he's just way too tall. He's taller. You know, imagine the four being like seven. Well, that's why, you, like, you did, the other day when we were talking about him when he was growing up, that he had that uh, foot-long freaking. Yeah, that's what we were talking about, yeah. But he was always a point guard. Like, he was always a point guard. Going to middle school, high school. Up, I think it was like eight inches. Yeah. He shot up like o- eight Over inches, a summer. Man. Yeah, over a summer. It, that, that's awesome. That's just oh, imagine that, bro. You're just like wishing, hoping, and praying. <laughs> Be like that that original Spider Man. You one day you grow up and like holy, wake up with the abs and shit. <laughs> it's like whoa, but I dream. Uh, last thing about the Suns is I got to ask you about the uh, the new Valley jersey that dropped. Oh yeah, I like those jerseys, man. What do you think about them? I think they're really cool. It kind of got this like little retro feel to it, little video game style. But I mean. I don't know. Uh, I'm an old man. I think they're, <laughs> I think they're pretty hip. <laughs> groovy. No, I wouldn't say groovy. It's, it's all right, Scooby. <laughs> no, when when I first when I first saw because because they got leaked a few weeks before they actually unveiled them. Yeah. So a lot of people talking about whether it was real or not. I think that some higher ups are like wasn't even like convinced on them. Like let's leak them. Let's see what the public says. And a lot of people were like, really, oh, if this is real, this is great. I love it, blah, blah, blah. And they saw that positive feedback. All right, let's roll them uh, out. Well, the I ones, feel they had a backup ready to go. What's funny is the ones I saw, they didn't have the, um, I, I think it says the Suns in the front. The there valley. Was, it says the valley. Yeah, the valley. Yeah, there was no valley in the front. It was just the picture of the mountain. Okay. Without the valley, I was like, oh, that's dope. That's dope. And then when they threw the valley, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, that's cool. So when when so when I saw those pictures, those leaked ones, and I just you see the shirt like on a table, I wasn't convinced. I'll be honest. Like I was like, I don't know about this. This looks, uh, I don't know. It just wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. it wasn't. Nah, not a fan. I not at first, and then it was, when they when they actually brought them out, and you know the players were wearing them, you could see them like actually in action, yeah. so to speak. Like you know what? All right, I'm with it. First thing I thought it was kind of like a retro arcade type feel. Yeah, I love it. That, I, that, I, I eight, love eight bit sort of thing. Yeah, with the eight big pixels and stuff. Oh yeah. man, I loved it, man. I, I don't know. They hit the home run with that, in my in my opinion. All right, so I mean, I'm go. I'm buy it. Oh, I mean, yeah, shit. Why not? <laughs> I, gonna, give me one. I'm, gonna give me a Paul jersey. <laughs> uh, give me one. That'd be cool. You know, I I'll buy it on sale. Come on, man. I do a podcast with you. I'm not. I, I'm not very rich. You know what? Speaking of that, we can actually uh, go out and get a couple of jersey, uh, Ubre jerseys. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure there's a clearance rack somewhere. We'll go ahead and uh, get that. No lie, I was actually gonna get one last week. Oh damn! Ubre like an Ubre. No, like literally went because I was uh, I was at a, at a mall out west, and I, I went in to just check it out, and it's like yeah, there was uh, all the jerseys, and I saw his white jersey was marked down. 
And the, like this was way before like uh this this was last week before the trade happened. Yeah. And I went and I asked the guy like, "Hey, is the white jersey, the white Uber jersey, the only one? Because the black one and like the other colored ones, they weren't on. They weren't. It was yeah, just the good the white ones. One. Yeah. So it's like when I asked like, is 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 it just the white one or is it all Uber jerseys? He said, "No, it's just the white one." I'm like, all right. Just this one jersey is, right here. Is, is that a? Is, but is that a, like a sign or something? Like, is he? Is he? Y'all confirmed that he's gone, or what inside information do you have that <laughs> you are clearing out this jersey? And it, it was like half off, so I was about to buy it right then and there. Sir, this is a Foot Locker. You're scaring our customers. <laughs> I was gonna buy it, and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and not do this because I like we've discussed this before." Every single jersey that I've ever bought for the funds has been like three of them. And I'll let I'll let you know. It was Dudley, then it was Stoudemire, then it was uh Nash. You bought a Dudley jersey? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Dudley, my man, I'm glad he got a ring. He deserved it. He's a good guy. I fucking he was great when he was here. Like when he when they brought him back, like, you ain't gonna do shit, but I love that you're here. He's a good guy. Did you know? That he has never missed a dunk in his career? I think he's 30 for 30. No, I saw him do it. I saw him miss a dunk. What do you mean? No, they said he was 30 for 30. Yeah, I saw a stat about that. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a stat. There's a stat. In case you oh, you know stat. what? No, it wasn't that he missed it. It's that they didn't count it back with the, with the dunk meter oh, He was all like, where, like, did he touch the rim or did he not touch the rim? Oh, I love and the... they, they actually went and did the instant replay and they did... You know what? He did not touch the rim. The we are not. meter. We are not going to put this the on the dunk. I think it was like number nine of the year. Oh man, <laughs> Jared Dudley with the dunk meter. Good for him. I love it. Good for him. Never managed to fill it once while he. Was well, here. you know what? Luckily, you didn't buy this jersey, and he didn't leave because then we would start calling you a jinx. So. Well, that was the point. I like that, that. I was drawn to it, and I didn't buy it in order for him to stay. Like, you know what? I'm not going to do this to the team. You're going to stay. I'm going to let this you jersey. You blew it. You had one chance and you blew it. That could have no, been you. That would have been. Uh, I, I, no, I would have been. I would have been happy uh, to keep him. But, uh, yeah, no, you know, uh, he he was rocking them jerseys heavy, too. He was one of the first ones with the jersey. And then he had the mask, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's dope. But he gone now. <laughs> he yeah, gone you, now. You, well, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the advertisements for the new jersey it's got they they like shot I think they shot it in like Tombstone or something. It's like a bunch of it's like saloons in the back. They're like dressed as cowboys. And there's this one shot of Kelly Uber like pulling a horse and he's kinda looking down. And that was my favorite meme of the week. So like Kelly Uber on his way out of Arizona and <laughs> just pulling the horse behind him, like all sad. <laughs> he was a good guy. I'm gonna miss him here. He's got like two giant billboards outside the arena right now. I'm gonna have to do something about him. I would really like to know why he didn't play in the bubble. But yeah, he seemed like a good guy. I would have, uh, I would have liked to see what he was going to do this season. But I digress. Nice jerseys. All right, and uh, just to close out this half, uh, speaking of jerseys, we also saw the Coyotes drop their new uh, throwback sort of uh, jerseys. What'd you think about those? Now, little similar to to the value, oh my God, but not, <laughs> but not at all because I just. In terms of like the the old school feel, it did feel a little retro, but it was more car. It wasn't like video game. It was like more yeah. cartoony. Uh, the pictures with the little coyote and the cactus and and you know the background. It's it a was sunset. Not, it, it was, yeah. They're both sunsets. Oh, okay. So everybody who has a sunset in there is just like, oh, they're the same. 
It was just, I said it, it was a sunset. It was very purple. Ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance, please take a look at these uh, jerseys and compare and contrast, and please let him know that they are not the same. They're not not, not the same. I said they're similar. It's got, like, you know, a similar vibe. And that's what I tried. I was trying to be nice in the intro and agree with you, but, like, no, they're totally different. (laughs) They're totally different. They're they're off. They're, like, not even close to the same. But, no, I like them. They're really nice jerseys. Uh, Let's – makes us forget about what happened – during the playoffs. So, yeah, let's hope we can bounce back with a whole new vibe. Yeah, and then we're we're going to have a very, very tough uh, 2021. We already know that going in, so. Yeah. Uh, we, didn't get a, we didn't get a draft pick until the fourth round, and then we had to let that draft pick go because he was, like, had a history of I mean, whatever. Was, I mean, honestly, it was, it was, it was a, a great move, in my personal opinion. It was a great move on the Coyotes organization part when they learned more about the information, why, and I learned what happened, that why they drafted him in the first place, it's because the guy who worked for them, he worked for a different organization, I forget what organization it was, but they had did personal uh, scouting on, on him. They had a personal scouting report on him, and when he was let go and brought to the Coyotes, he was not allowed to speak on the information that he had because it's yeah, like yeah, considered yeah. tampering it's, and stuff. Uh, from the St. Louis Blues, it's uh, oh, St. Louis Blues. Armstrong is his name. I don't know, but honestly, it was it was a great move on, on the uh, on the Coyotes' part of making that move. And yeah, no, uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, hope these new jerseys, which are real nice by the way, they're like I said, they're not the same, very different from the Suns jerseys. Never but said the word same. Let's go ahead and hope they bring a whole new fresh vibe. Because, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a grind. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's, uh, what's going on with the Cardinals. Got a game tomorrow. Tomorrow night they got Thursday Night Football. Third time this year they're going to be on national television, you know, highlighted game. Um, Doing big things. So definitely hoping uh, for big things right there. And we know how good we do in Seattle. All that and more when we come back here on Sticks. Right, we are back, and let me let me just say, it might have been a mistake to tell this guy that we're no longer on on camera. Some uh, behind the scenes stuff going on. Let me just like thank God for a mute button. That's that's all I gotta say. I was invited. <laughs> all right, we're uh, here to talk about uh, talk about a little football going on. Uh, we started this a while back before we we took our little hiatus, and. Uh, Things just keep going up and down for the Cardinals. They, they got this uh, last couple of games that were weird. They just they had weird finishes. And, of course, the finish to this this Sunday's game was absolutely spectacular. Victory against the Buffalo Bills. Going into this game, Jeremy, what were you thinking? Going into this game, going honestly? Game, yeah. <sighs> I mean, if you couldn't get past the Dolphins, how are you going to get past the Bills? But, man, you guys got past them. It was for for me like going in here. It, it was a big test for what the Cardinals could actually do because we did beat Seattle, but Seattle. Let's face it; they they may have the best offense in the NFL right along up at that point when they were playing. 
but they also had one of the worst defenses. Teams were getting a lot of points on that defense. They continue to do so. So I, I feel like even though Seattle was a is a good contender, is a good team, I don't think that that was the test that the Cardinals were actually looking. But coming in, I think the Bills were what seven and two coming into that that game against Arizona with that monster defense. So like you, you were you were the one telling me that defense and then the the players that they added this offseason, Bills are a serious team. Yeah, no, the Bills Bills are something to watch for, man. And uh, yeah, honestly, when it comes to the Seahawks, man, I think you broke them. Yeah, I mean they're 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 in the first after the game after after that game they just have not been the same. Yeah, no, I think the first time in history they're staring down next tomorrow. You guys have a chance to yep. make them first time in history in uh, not history uh, in quit, Russell Wilson's history. Quit touching the mic. Jeez. <laughs> a lot of it. Russell Wilson's history. Sorry about that. Yeah, the first time in Russell Wilson's history that you can actually send him three and zero. He's never he's ne- he's never been zero and three before. He's never had three losses in a losses row. Losses in a row. Yeah, no. So that I mean that that's something big. So for you guys to go ahead and pull that off, but what really killed me is uh, to 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 play as sloppy as you did against Miami, and then to come back. I mean, let's be honest about it. You guys barely won that against Buffalo. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. <laughs> ah, winning is winning. This is true. Winning is winning. Uh, before we get to that, that gorgeous, fantastic play, what I uh, what I want to ask you in the beginning, what went wrong with the Dolphins game that that you thought what w- what cost the game? Kenyon Drake, not Kenyon Drake not being there. I mean, he didn't play. Chase Edmonds was held under. I think Chase Edmonds was held under fifty rushing yards. I'm not hundred. I don't have the stats in front of me. But he played abysmal. And, I mean, he kind of – he wanted to be a starter. He wanted, he, wanted to, he wants to be the starter. He wants to be the guy. He wants to be the number one guy. But you, he didn't play well at all. I don't think he even had a touchdown that game. Uh, no, no, he did not. Um, and I don't want to say it was a blown chance, but it was, it was a blown opportunity. Yeah. I mean – every, Everyone would talk about – why? Why was even before Drake got injured? Why is he the backup if he is just like every time he touches the ball, he makes magic happen? He'll go straight up. He's a straight up and down runner, uh, shifty dude. Gets results. So why is he number one? Why is Drake, who's just been running laterally all like all season, not hitting the holes where he's supposed to hit? Switch him out even even before. And now that with that injury, he got that opportunity to be the starter, be the guy. We weren't even talking about who's going to be backup. I know you and I had a conversation about Eno Benjamin. Why is he on there? Even if he was, he wasn't going to see that much action because Chase Edmonds is going to run up the score himself. That's what we thought. That's what we thought. That's what we thought. And no one had to get in. And that's the problem. Everybody thought that Chase Edmonds was going to hold it down and we didn't have a backup plan. Not at all. We had DJ Foster was our backup. DJ Foster didn't play. He didn't see time on the field. Hey, 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 hey. But he let's be two, honest he about it. got two it. yards. Not only... Not only did did you guys not have Kenny and Drake, and I say you guys because I'm an Eagles fan through and through. So I say you guys, but I respect the Cardinals. I've been out here long respect enough. Respect the fellow bird. Oh, I, <laughs> I respect the bird gang. <laughs> so yeah, not only not only did you guys not have Kenny and Drake, you guys are missing Jordan Phillips, missing uh, who was it, Drake Kirkpatrick. You're missing uh, Devon Kennard. You guys are oh, and then Byron Byron Murphy. 
Byron Murphy has really came along. Oh yeah, like he he, people started going back to Patrick Peterson. Like it wasn't just let's pick on Byron Murphy. Like, yeah. No, like now you had to choose. And now and now Patrick Peterson is getting is getting is getting reps. So you were missing your. I mean, I don't want to say your. Yeah, two of your two of your top three cornerbacks. You were yep. missing one of your starting linebackers. You were missing your starting uh, defensive guy. And you were missing your running back. I mean, it, it just it it wasn't really that good. And I don't know. I think Tua has uh Tua might have Kyler Murray's number. Well, he beat him in college. He beat him in college. I mean, that's that's definitely a a figure of speech. I understand that, but because <laughs> he really has no. All right, technical difficulties. He really doesn't have uh, anything to do with. Stopping Kyler Murray. They don't face each other. <laughs> well, it's not that. As a team, the quarterback has to, you know, has to help put the points on the board. So he put up more points than Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray has the same opportunities. But if Zane Gonzalez would have made, ah! made that, they would have put up the same amount of points. <laughs> Didn't, hey, did you think that kick was going into? Yeah, it was, I, it was right I, down I mean, the middle. I mean, I, I want to thank everybody. I was celebrating. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was looking at that kick, and I, I, like, he kicked it, and it went straight. I was like, oh, that is that is beautiful. Yep. And I saw the ref do the safe like, sign in baseball. Like, you know, he's safe. It was like, oh, that's no good. I, I couldn't, like, when it, when it went through here, that, that was the only thing. Like, if it's going to go left or right. Like, it went straight down the Once middle. Once it went straight down the middle, I wasn't was going even overtime, I was like, thinking about overtime. Say, say, same things. I like what a comeback, just like against the Seahawks. This is gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. Our momentum is just gonna carry us through this entire game. And he missed it. And That's he it. missed sure. it. I never would have thought. I never would have thought. I mean, I I want to say it was a forty nine yarder it or was, a fifty one, maybe. No, I was. I think it was like a forty eight. I'll see if yeah, I can, see? I'll see if I can look it up. But it was not like how do you? It wasn't something. Yeah, it wasn't something super impossible. How do you miss a forty eight yard field goal? By uh, you know, by length, I don't get it. I understand by width, by left or right. Yeah, you shank the kicker, no. But how do you miss it by length? How do you not kick it strong enough? I don't know. I don't know if he went into it overconfident. If he, I don't know what happened there. But and that's and and honestly, like a lot of you, a lot of people. Well, what happened before then? All the plays you can boil it down to. I mean, the the running game was you, non-existent. And then, and then they knew the uh, <laughs> the, the DBs, the DBs. I mean, getting burnt. This dude, Kevin Peterson. I don't know if that that's your guys' experiment or what's going on there, but he is. I mean, he is your fourth string for a reason. Yeah, I I, I didn't like that. Uh, I didn't like to play for him. I didn't like to play from Patrick Peterson either. Uh, Same. And we keep every time we talk about him, this, this is a guy that wants to play another five years. Hey, like. man. Hey, man. This guy's got five years. In time, this guy's got five years. Relax. He's still going to be an elite in five years. Going to like, be the no. greatest. He just keeps getting beat. He, he, he gets a lot of credit for shutting certain people down. Like, yes, he held Metcalf that game against Seattle. He did. But follow it up. You know, you keep getting you keep getting beat. Uh, this past game against the Bills, he dropped two interceptions. Yes, he gets a lot of credit as he should for that one that he got. That kind of like got the ball rolling, turned the game, and uh, keep going for the Cardinals. But yeah. he but he missed two of them early on. We wouldn't have been in that situation. I mean, honestly, man, uh, 
I don't want to put. I, I don't want to rain on Patrick Peterson's parade, but uh, DK Metcalf has been in kind of a slump lately. I think uh, he played Jalen Ramsey on Sunday. Oh, I think he, he shut him down. He, he was held to twenty-eight. I think two catches, get, twenty-eight yards on yeah. five targets. Yeah, you know, 30, 30 possessions. He played thirty plays, thirty routes ran. I mean, I mean, what what do you want to do with that? So yeah, it's, it's you not know, that. He, I, 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 and then Patrick Peterson. Yeah, he got an interception, but I mean, he got burned. Yeah, he got burned. A That's couple what I'm times. saying. And like we've seen that happen this year more than any any other time in his career. Like yeah. that, he just keeps getting burned. He it goes back to the days before he found out he was sick. Like he was just getting beat off of off of speed. And now people now people aren't people are starting to notice the uh, the slowness in his step. Yeah. And that is one thing he did say that himself that he was going to have to become better at is cutting off angles. Because yeah. mind you. The great ones always do. Look at Jonathan Joseph. Look at jo- Jonathan Joseph played well. He played well, man. I'm telling you. Um, but it's not always going to come down to that. That's the problem. Sometimes it's just going to be straight up foot race. And that's why you need to put help in there or put him at safety and get well, somebody that's the else. Well, that's the only way he's getting to five years, if he moves to safety. He's not doing five years as a corner. No, he's not going to do a five-year straight up. Straight, unless he plays man, and he's not going to be able to play every down. He's going to have to play – not man, I'm sorry, zone. Unless he plays uh-huh. zone, he's not going to be able to play every down. Yeah. And, so maybe, maybe that's when he, he'll be a – he'll be a, uh, like, you know, they, they call him in for plays or two. But, right, yeah, he right, won't right. be able to – he won't Certain be in situations, every down. Yeah, exactly. football. And um, – but not not as a full-time corner. But and, that, and I think that's what he meant. I think that's what he wants to do. He wants to be the number one corner on the team. It's like, okay, but you know what? You're going up against undefeated champ, father time. I mean, bro, that's – well, I mean – Father Time's kind of losing right now. There's this guy out there. I don't know if you heard Tom Brady. This guy. And then uh, Drew Brees. But you know what? Yeah, no. Eventually, Bro, Drew Brees. Yeah, that's that was that was tough to hear about, man. Uh, uh, I hope hoping for a speedy recovery. Hoping for a speedy and healthy recovery for him, man, because that's tough, man. But he is a – to me, he's one of the greatest, man. I, oh, yeah. I remember learning about him when I just started watching football and stuff like that. I was uh been I've been an Eagles fan since uh, 2002, and I wasn't really too big into football, but uh, you know I played started playing Madden, and then playing Madden got me to watch football. And I remember watching him on the Chargers. Uh, man, this I was like this dude's good. And then come to find out, you know he's Super Bowl winner with the Saints and stuff like that. I mean just to watch his career, hope for a speedy recovery for that guy. Yeah, we're hearing uh, I think six weeks off that like so. He's got a shot to come back this year. Six? But, I heard three. Uh, oh, really? I, okay. I mean, I heard. I mean, well, he's missing three games for sure. He's missing three weeks for sure. So that's what I saw. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not only do I feel bad for Drew Brees, but uh, I feel bad for the Saints, man. Jameis Winston, what do you got? <laughs> he's got. He's well. He's got two sets of players he can throw the ball to. Yeah. Is in uh, the opponent so. <laughs> catches won't be a problem. It's uh, just depending catches, on who. Who's gonna be catches galore, man? Who's, gonna, who's be gonna catch? You know what's funny though? Real quick, um, what happened to Taysom Hill? I thought Taysom Hill was supposed to be the guy. They paid him fifteen million dollars. I thought he was supposed to be the guy. And uh, uh, what's, what's up? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He's uh, he came in against uh, Tampa Bay, but I mean, those. those could consider those straight up garbage minutes right there, and even then he was balling out on the Tampa Bay defense. 
I don't know what's going on. I think they just put him in there as, as you know, a, a, a third round, like, trick play, things like that. I'm all for a Swiss Army knife, but, I mean, you don't pay a Swiss Army knife fucking $16 million, $15 million, and... Apparently you do. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's watched uh, watched any movies lately, but there's a movie on a, on a certain uh, a certain movie program called Hubie's Ho- Halloween, and uh, it has this thermos. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen that movie. No, but he has like this thermos that can do it all, man. Yeah, it, it, it is a flashlight. It's a it's a vacuum. It's a he didn't pay it sixteen million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, mean, I almost thousand percent didn't pay sixteen million dollars for it, bro. And uh, he uses it way more than they than they use Taysom Hill. I mean, I he, think there's still going to be more trickery right there, like bro. He, but it, he's, uh, it, he's he, like like he's uh, Wiss is going to be the starter, but Hill's going to take seventy five percent of the snaps. You don't pay a man sixteen fifteen million dollars and use him like four times a game. Well, he you wasn't know? there for that situation. He was there for this situation. No, they, I'm talking about just in general. In the last, well, I mean, what week are we in? Week ten now, and it's going into week eleven, I believe. Yeah, that's my point. And like, dude, it's you, bro. This dude is. He barely sees the field. I think he's seen like a total of thirty snaps. You do thirty snaps a game. All right. Well, you know what? I got nothing else to defend him with. I gave him my all. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. No. Back to uh. Sorry about that. Off track. No. Yeah. Um. I I I think that's what went wrong against against the Dolphins. I I think the DBs played horrible. I think a lack of Kenyon Drake. And um, I think uh, Chase Edmond was really underwhelming, extremely underwhelming. Yeah, Plus, like, like, uh, the COVID hits, the COVIDs, man, the injuries, man. Well, like we said, yeah, Chase Edmonds definitely a blown opportunity. No, no doubt, when Drake comes back, he's a starter. Like, oh, for sure. He's the, he 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 yeah. had he had, um, he had 100 yards against Buffalo. He yeah. had he had he had um. Well, I'm talking about like after after that game in particular. Oh yeah, yeah, there was no he, question about he it. He had the chance to to take that spot to say like this is mine now. I agree, I agree. And like he just completely blew it. But yeah, coming back with Drake against the Bills, um, was it more? Because we talked about the Bills defense. Was it more the Bills defense doing it big, or was it that Kyler Murray and Hopkins just were not in sync in the first half? Because really, he I, I don't think he got a single target. In the first half, and the and the offense definitely fa- uh, the offense definitely showed it, putting up only three field goals in the entire half. That's something that we haven't seen from Kyler Murray. I think it was both. I think it was they weren't in sync because the Bills' defense was playing so well. I think that's why that happened in general. I mean, Tre'Davious White, man, is 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 a great cornerback. Man, he is really really good. They have a great defense over there in Buffalo. And, yeah, I think those guys were shutting – I mean, just second, making him second-guess himself. There was a couple throws I noticed where, like, you know, I mean, it's one thing I, I, I like Kyler. I do really like Kyler. But his accuracy is very spotty, man. It's very, very spotty, especially when it comes to, like, those mid-range throws. Yeah. Uh, well – which is ironic because his because his accuracy is one of the, his uh, strong points coming into the team. I know, but and, he's uh, killing my boy Larry Fitzgerald. I, I, my boy Larry Fitzgerald is 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 not catching these balls because he's throwing it like you know he's throwing it over him. Yeah. Or, you know he's like throwing it away from like I feel like Larry Fitzgerald is is 
missed out on a lot of catches this season just because, you know, he's just because Kyler's just like an inch to the left or three inches too high, you know? And it it uh it all comes down to not panicking under pressure, which we know we all know he's good at running. But when he makes up his mind early in running, that's when he doesn't panic and he's able to juke a couple guys, get 10 yards, you know, get, yep. the, get the first downs. But when he's indecisive about pass or run, pass or run, pass or run, that's where he just, like, goes all over the board with the ball, like sprays and it everywhere. That's where I would like to see him improve. I would like him to still have that pass or run mentality. I, I, would st- I, I don't want him to immediately think, all right, run, and then put my head down and run. I would still like him to look down the field and see if there's something – before he can run. You know what I'm saying? Because how many plays you see where, like, a guy fakes he's going to run, and then the linebacker guarding the guy, he moves up, he just tosses over his head, and boom, there's, like, 60, 50 yards, you know? Yeah. Like, I would still like him to have that that I'm going to throw possibly mentality, you know? But, like, like you said, when he has that in his head right now, he freaks out. Yeah. And he doesn't have any, any, any calmness under that pressure. So I would still like him to have that passer throw mentality. I would just like him to be a little more calm about it. Yep, and and which you will, because I know, like, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm sure after every single one of those plays, sat down with them, look, this is what you did wrong, and this is where this is where I was. This is where you know that I have to be. Because he's, that man, if he doesn't go into, like, being a coach, he's, he's going to be a great uh, just like football dad. mind. Yeah, like, just, I think he's going to be either a great analyst or, yeah. or a great coach. Which would you rather see? Coach. Really? Coach. I would like to – I mean, as much as – Right off the bat? It's because people want to see more of Larry Fitzgerald, so that's why people want him, like, oh, love to listen to Larry Fitzgerald and watch him. No, I would like to see him progress into a coach one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I would like to see him become from, like, a wide receivers coach to, you know, um, assistant coach, offensive coordinator maybe. I don't really see him as a, as a coach coach. But head coach? Yeah, I don't really see him as a head coach, but I see him as, like, a – a wide receivers coach or like a maybe even an offense coordinator maybe okay you know all right but i mean that's still years from now like he's someone that i believe he could play five more years I honestly, if he wants to 100 percent. i don't think the cardinals will let him go if he's playing the way he's still playing because bro he's breaking bro he's he's running his routes well he's getting yep. open he's catching everything around him except for that one we're not gonna talk about that one that never happened all right it's, <laughs> it did it, it hit the ground in my opinion but whatever <laughs> So look, he catches everything around him still. He's just he just has no legs, man. He just has no legs. So you just don't expect deep balls from him, but you can still get we've seen it. He's I think yeah. his longest catch this year was like I think 17 20 something yards. He can still get that mid-range. It's just I mean, it's, 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 he just needs to be a little more accurate, you know? It's, and and I figure and and you and I have talked about this before that if by some miracle they win a Super Bowl this year. That he's he's just out. Oh, he's there's, gone. He's there's there's no reason to keep. He's going. gone. There's no reason. This and, uh, I believe he has a mission that he can't. And and that's one thing I like. Like uh, players like him, like Frank Gore. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they know they still have it. And I'm not gonna lie, Frank Gore still has it. I believe Adrian Peterson still has it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's certain players out there that don't know when to hang it up. I'm not gonna call anybody out specifically. <laughs> Why not? I just feel like that's rude. You, you, you're gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna be that guy. We both know you could be that guy. I, we, I can <laughs> be that guy, but I mean, this is your show. <laughs> but no, I'm not gonna do that. I don't, I don't feel like that's right calling anybody out right now. 
But there are those guys that they like to hang on, and right. they don't realize that you know it's, it's time to let it go. All right. So yes, we we did get we did get that um, being, miscommunication, not being on the same page with with Hopkins, not being accurate to Larry. Uh, so I'm just the passing game was not really there in the first half. Zane Gonzalez, good bounce back game. Went in, got his three field goals. I mean, there were chip shots, but like like I was telling you, he just needs to see it go through. He just needs to keep keep him going. I think you used his limit for the game. That's where we differ. I feel like if you needed him for, like, I think one or two more field goals, he was going to miss at least one. I feel like he has a certain limit of field goals he can kick. It doesn't matter how far they are. It doesn't matter where it is. It just matters how many of them are. That's my personal opinion. Well, you think this is just his leg gets tired or exactly. like, I don't well. I you know what? I've never kicked a kick in a kick ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've never field goal kicked a kicker. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never I've never, you know, I, I don't know. I've never been a professional kicker. I've never practiced right. kicking. I I don't know how it goes, but I when I've seen Zane Gonzalez, bro, it always seems like he has like maybe four or five kicks in a game. And then when you ask anything more, bro, he's going to be short at least one. I feel like that's how he is. I feel like it doesn't matter where the kick is. He's going to be money. But then it's like, all right, we need you to kick this. Uh, oh, wait, a sixth one? I wasn't ready for a sixth one. Or, oh, a fifth one? I wasn't this ready for a fifth one. in my contract. And he, yeah, <laughs> he shanks it because we've seen it. We've seen kicks where, uh, this season. I think it was like a 30-yard something kick. And he shanked it to the left. And we're like, dude, how do you miss that? Yeah, and this and I remember that game. I think it was just coming after hitting a forty nine. So I think it was Detroit. I'm not sure. I don't want to. I'm not. 100% it might be. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But no, I remember he made the he made the forty nine er and then he like kicked the thirty. He missed the thirty four. It's just like, dude, where's the consistency, man? So I know you say that he needs to see them go through, but I personally think uh, you can't you, you can't you can't you can't overwork them. I'm not gonna believe that. I'm not gonna <laughs> believe that he's he, five kicks uh, and you're done. Like no, like it was a great bounce back game. Like you started off with a great bounce back game for Buffalo, man. Uh, they were they were a solid team. I think I think they are a solid team. And yeah, no, you guys went in there and <laughs> oh, you guys stole one right from them. You guys I, snatched I love, one out of their hands. That drive. That last drive, just watching it, I, I was yelling because he kept going up the middle. Like, why do you keep going up the middle? Like, you purposely, the, your first two plays, there goes your first two timeout. Like, the last timeout that you had. And then uh, you wasted, like, another 15 seconds to get it to Larry Fitzgerald for, like, a five-yard gain or something. Yeah, when they did that <laughs> clock, I just I was like, oh, you got one. Yeah, that's you it. You got so one. You, like, you you can't get any closer. Once they it. got there, and I, I was like, oh, this is Hail Mary. This is Hail Mary time. Just, uh, wow, man. Just wow. His second I had season. More, I had more hope of him, like, go, before the play starts, I was like, are you really going to try to run it in from there? Because we know you can. It's just you got, you got a long way to go, buddy. And uh, he, he extended the play, rolled out, and rolled out to his left. So, I mean, even that, he was going to have to throw. He was going to have a hard time throwing with those guys in his face coming, coming at him. But he did get good protection. Just chucked it up and... Well, I mean, you said it yourself. It was very Roger-esque. Oh, man. It was extremely humble. What, Rogers has, like, I think three or four of those in his career? Probably against Arizona alone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> oh, man. You know, it's crazy. I think Rodgers has been in the league, what, nine years, whatever, eight years, whatever, however long he's been in the league. God know how long he's been in the league. Double digits, no? Yeah, probably 12 years, whatever. He had 12, like him, 12. Uh, well, yeah, hey, he's done. Kyler Murray, second year. There's players out there who retire without having a Hail Mary TD catch like that. Man, that was amazing. Now, for you guys to, to come back and not give up and just like, you know what, every play. And this is, remember I told you, it was like, I think it happened like four weeks ago. I told you, start being more positive about it. Yep. Down two scores, down it, three it was scores. The Seattle game. Yeah, seven. No, it was, uh, well, for me personally, it was, it was the Eagles game. When we were down, I forget who we were down on, but I th- we were, uh, shit, I think it was the Giants. And I told him, I, we, were down like six, we were down like, I think, 12 points or whatever. And I told myself, I was like, no, it's not over. It's not over. We had four minutes left. And yeah, we ended up winning that game. Very happy about that. And then the next time I called you was it was the Seattle and the Cardinals game. Yeah. I told you, I was like, I'm going to be positive about this plenty of time. Isaiah Simmons pick, you know what I'm saying, and whatever have you. So, no, I told myself again, I was like, Hey, you guys still got to play. You guys still got one play. What are you going to do? Yep. What a great throw, man. I mean, honestly, like, that was a great pinpoint throw. Just to put it directly in the middle of the end zone because, you know, some people, they throw that away or they throw it short. Yeah. You know, and just to put it in the middle of the end zone and to just – DeAndre Hopkins just jumps up for it, man. Just I know. I don't know if you saw the uh, – he had the Jordan gloves on yeah. and the Adidas. and the, Oh, man, I bet Jordan Brand had a field day with that one. Oh, yeah, that, that right there, like, it was the first thing I said, that that should be a Jordan commercial. Oh, get ready for the commercial soon. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. That was a, honestly, that just shows a lot of great determination by the Cardinals, man, just to yeah. not give up. To keep, keep on going. And you know what? Hats off to Kyle Murray. Hats off to DeAndre Hopkins. Huge hats off to Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you got work to do, man. You have to learn how to work the clock. That first half, uh, random timeout, punt situation with Miami. I mean, you can't be doing stuff like that, man. Um, you got to learn to work the clock, man. You got you, you got to learn to work the clock. You're a good coach, I can tell, but you're wet behind the ears still, man. You're definitely a rookie. Yep. But, uh, nah, man, you got this team trending in the right direction. Uh Everybody's bought in. I've been out here. I've been in Arizona for 16 years, and uh, yeah, no, I've seen buzz like this before, and uh, we fe- it fell short. But uh, this, it's it, it. You can feel the same atmosphere. Everybody, everybody's feeling feeling that. People are people are comparing this to when uh, Carson Palmer was leading the team, and it was obvious that you know Cardinals are something. They're gonna go to the playoffs yeah. and that year, and even then, even though Cardinals were winning and we had we're having a good year. I've never been that big on Carson Palmer when he, he he had that good year, but he just like I always thought Carson Palmer was terrible. He 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 wasn't the guy like to me. And then like after that course that we we when we lost to Carolina in that in that final game, Carson Palmer made it every mistake you could possibly make in that game. Every it was, it was he showed horrible. exactly who he was and uh, at the worst possible moment. Exactly, and who he um. Was. And then for the Panthers to go throw the way their Super Bowl like that after <laughs> that's a different story. But the year after that, people were still positive. Like we made the NFC, we're going, like everything's still good. And yeah, no, I watched the video. Garbage. Yeah, no, I, I watched it. I, everybody He's, watched the uh, the DVD on Amazon. It was amazing. And <laughs> was it the uh, all in? All or nothing. All, all or nothing, bro. Man. It was amazing. You know what's yeah. crazy too is the first season they decide to do something like this, all or nothing. 
they they pick the Cardinals on the very like, hey, we're gonna try this out, and they end up going to the NFC. You know what I'm saying? The NFC Championship. That's yeah. amazing. But um, I was never high on Carson. I always thought Carson was a high turnover man, and that all I was just like, yeah, no, as long as you can, as long as you can deal with Carson throwing three interceptions a game, and you can still win. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good because there was a point in time where. I think he threw like nine interceptions in two games or, or, or three games. It was ridiculous. This guy was a turnover machine. And then he wouldn't, maybe a couple games, he wouldn't throw an interception here or there, just maybe one or two, and no one really would think about it because yep. you guys were winning. Yep. That's, that's why I know. That's, that's why Every, winning erases fine. everything. Yep. Like my Eagles. When we, won the, uh, when we won the Super Bowl, it was like, oh, we're great. We're good. No, dude, we are the worst. Defensive back unit in the league. We are terrible. We need cornerbacks. We need a, another safety to help out. We need help. No, we just won the Super Bowl, bro. That just masks all our problems. Yeah, that just masks all. Hey, our I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I would, I would love a mask like that. I, <laughs> I would love that. To I would mask. wear. But now look at this, though. Now look at this. It's str- it's scrapping and bro, we just won the Super Bowl in 2017. Now we're scrapping it with the same team, mind you. We haven't really lost a lot of players from that team. We still have almost everybody there. We're scrapping and surviving in the NFC East because the NFC East is so tough. Someone's gonna win uh, the NFC East. <laughs> oh man. I, I suppose there has to be a winner. One, one, yeah, one of you is not as bad as the other. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! What is it like right now with uh, with three wins? You're you're leading the division. One tie, one tie. <laughs> Don't forget about the tie. But yeah, we're half game Which up is in why the division. We're, <laughs> we're half game up in the division. And no, I just I really feel like winning masks a lot of problems. All right, so then uh, it's just gonna be the team that gets hot in in that division. Oh, in my division? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean I honestly thought it was gonna be us. Yes, uh, last week. Because we got everybody back, damn near. We're missing one of our – we're missing our, our Pro Bowl linemen, but we already have – we have basically our whole line set up except for, like, two guys. I mean, we have all our offensive web. Even – remember, I think I told you. I don't I, – I, I remember telling you. Alshon Jeffrey won't play a game. He, you he did played, say that. He played, he played. He played a couple yeah. snaps. I think he had, like, two targets. I think he caught a ball. You know, like, I mean, he played. We had everybody. And we still couldn't get it done, man. So I don't, I don't know what it's gonna take for us to get it done. Besides a QB change, that's what I, I personally want to see. But I don't know. Who knows? In my division, who knows what's gonna happen? All right. What do you got next? Uh, In this division, Browns. Got Browns this Sunday. No. Well, yeah, yeah, we do, we do, we do. How you feeling on that? Uh, pretty good actually. The Browns lost three players to COVID, so feeling pretty safe. No, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. No, but they did. They did lose three um, players. I wasn't sure who the names were, um, but I did see the article that they did lose three players to COVID. I mean, honestly, we can take all the help we get. Unfortunately, I don't feel comfortable about anything, but I always guarantee win. I will never, ever bet against my team. That's what I told somebody. A true fan never bets against their team, but is real. Is very real about, about the pot. Like, I know it's going to be a tough win. I know it's going to be a it's tough gonna win. It's going to be a game. And, and the Browns, they, they tend to do that. They tend to give you good games with not good football. 
Well, the things about the Browns is uh, they play very bad football. That's that's what I'm saying. They but play they, they're they, very entertaining. Yeah, they it, play. it reminds me of watching the XFL. I loved watching it. It was not good football, but I loved watching it. I disagree. Ah. I think I think the XFL was was good football, and I can't wait till the Rock brings it back. Oh, and then we'll be talking gonna about be, it's gonna be great. the Arizona cactuses, whatever, <laughs> whatever the team name is gonna be. But yeah, no, I'm excited to talk. I, I'm excited for uh, what, what do you say, 2022? I believe 2022. Yeah, I'm excited for 2022 because I, I think uh, the XFL was a great product. I think it was oh, a great product. Of I loved it. it was yeah. great. And it was on a Saturday, too. It was <laughs> a great Saturday. Yeah, no, that was awesome for the people like us who don't really do stuff. There you go. Yeah, I was very happy with that. <laughs> so, no, um, I think the Browns are going to be a tough are going to be a tough opponent for us. But uh, everybody is at this point. All right. And so, like, we all know tomorrow night, Dime, uh, Dime, Cardinals, they got their uh, Thursday night football game against Seattle. We came off against the big win at home, which is definitely something that is, is unique to this kind of rivalry. Like, seems like the the visiting team always does a good job. Uh, they they play good games in the visiting stadiums, but we had not beat them at home for such a long time. Now it's time to take care of business, as usual, in Seattle. So, I feel really good about this game, but we have to go in there without one of our top guys. Now, we another one to the list is Corey Peters. Huge, huge loss. Do you think that's going to make a big impact for this game coming up? Yeah, well, you know, Cattell Marte is great. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. We're talking about the Cardinals, right? Well, you said Diamondbacks. I'm sorry. You you confused me. Unfortunately, yeah, no. Back to Booker. We did. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, no, unfortunately, uh, Corey Peters lost for the season, man. Terrible loss. What a great nose tackle. That guy is a great defensive tackle in the front. I mean, he basically holds down that line when Chandler Jones hasn't been there. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough to see who you guys uh, put in there in in your front seven. Do you think Isaiah Simmons is going to get a look at starting in that that defense? No. I mean, that's not – that's not – that's nowhere near his position. I mean, mind you, he's linebacker. No, no, not not, not in that position, but I'm I'm telling you, like, for him – to start to gain more, more, more snaps. No, not at all. I think, uh, I think a name that hasn't really been talked about lately is Hassan Reddick and how much he's improved. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, you know, um, with him there and Marcus Golden just playing light. Like, I don't know what. Like, you can tell Marcus Golden was ready to come back. He yeah. instantly showed that he was ready to be back on the field. Yep. So to watch him, like, I mean, to watch him the way he played uh, against Miami. And then to watch him play Buffalo, I mean him and Hicks and Reddick staying in that in that linebacker spot, the, there's no need to make a change. There's really no need to make changes right there. I believe he's gonna fit in with his second string role and just continue to improve, you know? All right, and Andy Isabella has I've noticed that they've just gone to him less and less. I know he's not first, he's not second, maybe not even third, but he's I, I, he's always around. But now they're just moving away from him. He's had a couple of drops. He's had a couple of bad games. No one could deny his speed. But, I mean, until we get the ball in your hands, your speed's going to do us no good. Well, I mean, I think that also has to do a lot with uh, Christian Kirk showing his his ability more and more. I feel like he's getting a lot more targets. And I feel like he's actually producing a lot more. I think he's had uh, at least five touchdowns in the last three games or something like that. Well, that was going to be my next one because Christian Kirk, he's very... 
I'm gonna say spotty in the games where because there's certain games that he does certain games that he doesn't do anything like they don't go to him they don't look at him. And well, that's what I'm saying. I think his consistency lately is why they've been going away from Andy and Isabella because I feel like lately he's been he's been proving himself a lot more and like you said, Andy and Isabella is proving himself a lot less. Well, the reason I get mad at that is that I got. Christian Kirk on my fantasy team, and whenever I put him on, he doesn't do shit. You and this and whenever fantasy stuff, and whenever he's uh, on the bench, he's over there balling out. I don't, I don't know. I don't play fantasy, but it has nothing to do with me. All I care about is wins on the board. Fantasy has wins. Your fantasy does not translate to wins on the board. That does not. Why help are you like Cardinals. this? Who, who who hurt you? My mother didn't love me as a child. <laughs> I wasn't loved. But I honestly think I see that. that Christian Kirk, I mean, the way he's been playing, his bro t- his his productivity lately has been off the charts, man. He, he's he's really showing that, I mean, he's the number two guy. He's really proven that he's the number two guy. I mean, D-Hop, Christian, and Fitz. And then you got Isabella out there. But Isabella, like, I mean, he's more of just a streaky guy. If it was my personal opinion, I'd put Isabella, if you could, put him on kickoff and punt. Because, yeah. you know, he used that speed, right? Well, yeah, use that speed, put him on kickoff. But knowing Isabella, he'll probably just go full speed into the first (laughs) The first guy come across the path. He doesn't know how to, like, I I don't move left or right. No juking and jiving. (laughs) Just like uh, Forrest Gump, right? Just, like, run straight, (laughs) grab the ball, run home. And I I feel like that's why they don't do that. And even if he does get there, he probably won't stop. We'll run right into the wall to the end zone. I feel like you're answering your own questions on why they're going away from Andy Isabella. Yeah, so. Uh, that's what well, my question like. was not why. It was just that that was my observation and what well, your thoughts on it. No, I, I Don't t- put words in my mouth. Oh, snap. It's your show. My bet. I'm just invited. <laughs> I totally agree. I really think Andy Isabella is um, – I think he's a solid wide receiver, and I feel like if you guys don't use him, he'll get picked up eventually. Well, that's why they don't, they're not going to cut him. <laughs> I, don't feel like, I don't feel like he's going to go anywhere right now. I feel like uh, what's working right now is working, so they're not really – Going for the strategies. I mean, he's still on the field every once in a while. He's not really getting too many targets, but he'll get his touches. He'll get his touches when, when he, when they have the matchup that they want with him. He'll yeah. get his touches. He right. will. Because I mean, he's proven that. Uh, I mean, he can. He's the deep ball guy. He's proven that he can be a deep ball guy, and uh, that's that's what everybody loves. And I think that'll that'll just come down to uh, Cliff Kingsbury's ability to to see that. And to see, like, I wanted to use him this game, but he's just not getting it done. It's to change. And I feel like that's been a problem with a few of the games that he doesn't want to change his strategy too soon. And he sticks with it for too long. Uh, I think that's what happened to Drake early in the season where he's just kept going side to side. Yep. Uh, even though, like, you don't talk about it. he was leading the league in, in yards, but it doesn't. At one sh- point, yeah. You don't, you don't see that really on the, on the field because you just see him go these side to side, gaining these two yards, three yards, loss of a yard, and, like, it gets frustrating to see that so often. But making that switch and having them actually run up and down, that's made a huge difference. And right now, we're going we're, we're gonna to be a scary team in the, in, the, in the postseason if it keeps up with this pattern, when everyone keeps up in this pattern. It looks a lot better with you guys running the north and south routes. I mean, with the guys you got with, uh, you know, Edmonds and uh, Drake. I know Edmonds is a little, a little more speedier than Drake. But, I mean, I feel like both of them are just uphill, downhill runner guys. And uh, it just it, – it, I'm, I'm, the productivity is, is amazing. It's, it's opening up the field a lot. And, yeah, both of them. I mean, they complement each other. I don't – I mean, 
See, I was going to say something. I was going to say I don't think Drake does this without Edmonds, but I'm lying. I know Drake definitely does this without Edmonds, but I don't think Edmonds does this without Drake. And I feel like Edmonds doing what he does opens it up a little bit for Drake. I think I think they complement each other very nice. That makes nice. sense. And, and it's very clear that there's a one-two for a reason. We're not going to touch that. Yeah, very clear, yeah. Forward, yeah, we so. made that. We made. Uh, unfortunately, he made that. Very he's clear. made that very clear. He'll get another <laughs> opportunity. He knows he will. But you know, for at this point, everybody, hey, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix. All right. And so then, uh, just just to wrap it up here, against the Seahawks uh, for tomorrow, victory for the Cardinals. Oh, I got Cardinals. Uh, I got a high scoring game, man. I got a high scoring game, man. I want to go. Uh, Go a random score. I think somebody's gonna try to go for a two point conversion and fail at one point. Let's go uh let's go thirty three twenty eight Cardinals. Thirty three twenty eight. Cardinals. Alright. I like it. That sounds more like yeah, you know what? I like it. Frankly, I don't care what the score as long as it's <laughs> Cardinals. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. It's exactly it right now. Sitting pretty atop the NFC West. Toughest, toughest division in football. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. And uh, just want to get that out there. Yeah, no, congratulations. I mean, it's not the NFC, you know, East, like uh, the powerhouse that we are, but uh, you guys are doing all right. <laughs> all right. And with that, you know what? Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you, Jeremy. Any final thoughts for this uh, coming up this weekend? Uh. Yeah, no, I just want to talk about myself, man. I hope I uh, hope I made you guys proud, man. I'd love to come back and uh, be the steady co-host for you guys, man. I hope you liked me, and, uh, yeah, fly equals fly. All right, awesome, awesome. Good shout-out to the Bird Gang. And uh, <laughs> don't flip me off, sir. I don't know who that is. All right, thank you very much for that. Thank you guys so much for, for tuning. Make sure you guys share, leave, leave a comment, leave – uh, what 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 are all the bullshit the podcasters say? Leave a five star review. Leave a share post. I don't know, but I know what gamers say. Go ahead and make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. It's weird they say grab that subscribe button. That's what YouTubers say. How do you do that? I don't know, but everyone says that. All right. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you check us out on uh, whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Tell your friends about it, and uh, make sure you guys tune in next week for more Sticks and Kicks. Thanks for having us.